guess we can start whatever. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. It's nice talking to you again. I feel like I've been talking to you all week because I've been editing last episodes, but I haven't. I miss talking to you. Yeah, it's always good to talk to you as well, Lisa. I don't have any voices in my head, though, so this is pretty new. <laughs> uh, get on board. Um, tonight, we will talk about the Monday episode with Jess Rona and the Thursday episode. I forgot to write the title of it. <laughs> Damn it. Again. Um, we all know which episode you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. You, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> you, of course, are talking about house hunting, curly hair probs, and Daniel's apology. Exactly right. I mean, how could I forget? Those are all very interesting topics that we will get to. Um, but first, shall we do some shout outs? Do you have any shout outs? I sure do. First of all, I was thinking about this today while I was washing my car, and I wanted to give a shout-out to you, Lisa, because you work so hard editing the show on every free moment that you have, or whenever you want to avoid your family, I guess. Um, <laughs> also, shout-out to Jason Dix, who puts it out on iTunes every week. He's a saint for that. And then shout-out to Jason again, as well as Leanne, for defending Allison on Twitter when stupid fuck-faced assholes have to get on Allison's case about some shit that happened four fucking years ago because they have nothing better to do with their lives. And that's Okay, all. so I just caught wind of this just minutes before we started recording. So someone was bringing up the whole Oliver dying thing? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, some guy, she's asking for questions from Ray Old, or for a, uh, Jesus, for Ray oh. Oldhofer. And of course, the Adam Carolla jackasses have to pipe up every now and then. So he asked uh, something like, have you ever returned from Hawaii when your dog died or something like that? And then it's just like, it's, well, so it's not even, ugh, it's not even, like, just go away. You know, Adam wants to burn all his bridges. Don't. It's fine. Just go be on Corolla Island where you guys belong. Ugh. Not even clever. Stupid. Adam wouldn't even hang out with you either. <laughs> he fiery. <you. laughs> uh, I first thought you were going to say you are going to shout out to your car. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my car. It's, uh, it's such a convenient mode of transportation. It's always there for me. <laughs> It is nice when they're convenient and reliable. Um, my shout out is to all of the people that listen to the show. And I know there are a lot of people that we don't name every week. The people that don't feel like they have to, you know, speak up and and uh, talk on Twitter or or they're maybe just not even on social media. And they just listen and they support the show. And I think that's really cool. Like, I wish I could just thank everyone every single time. But this is a blanket and a heartfelt thank you to everyone that listens to the show because it's fun to do it every week. And it is a good excuse to get away from the family. 
You got me there. Uh, let's talk about the Monday episode with Jess Rona, dog groomer to the stars. Um, hmm. I thought, what could be more boring <laughs> than than having a dog groomer on? It's a dog groomer with a book. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I fucking loved her being on the show. I thought she was very, she was a good guest and the topics that she talked about, I felt like we probably would have been friends because all of the things that she was into or doing, I mean, everything she was talking about the, the and the nineties, like it just spoke to my heart. Like I realized nineties music is probably complete shit, except for, I don't know that because I grew, it was my coming of age in the nineties. So like it's, it is where my heart's at. I don't know if I just said that and Rafi in editing, you can let me know. Um, but I really did like her a lot and I related to Allison also like everything both of them were talking about. I felt like this is my group of friends that I would have been hanging out with. And Allison said she came close to coming to going to a rave. And I was so that person that I was just on the fringe of that kind of lifestyle, I guess that was not really my thing going to raves, but the people I was hanging out with, it definitely was and doing ecstasy. I didn't really do that until later on. I think by the time it was called E and not X anymore is when I finally tried it. But even like ska, it didn't, it doesn't speak to my soul, but I went to a million ska shows and I bet you anything. Allison was at the same ones that I was going to because we had some of the same friends. So it was kind of just kind of reliving all of this. Like, I don't know. I love it. It's got a sweet, sweet spot in my heart. Um, Not the Birkenstocks though. I Say no to those. Big X through that. My ni- 90s uniform was different than hers, but I definitely had one. <laughs> Apparently, I like the 90s. Would you like to talk? <laughs> uh, you do strike me as more of a Doc Martens kind of gal than uh, Birkenstocks. Yeah, I definitely had Docs. And then it became, I wore like the old school Vans and baggy pants and like Grindcore t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> And then I had another uniform. It was white t-shirts and dickies, like blue dickies. And that's what I wore every single day. And then it kind of changed to like black dickies and then maybe beige ones would come in. And I would have like the little, like the belt with the belt buckle with a letter on it. <laughs> oh my God. Were you, were you like a chola or something? It's a mixture. It was a mixture of like ish. But, like, a lot of ska girls dress like that. But then they kind of had, like, the little girl kind of dressing. I would dress more like a skater mixed with maybe... Yeah. I Kind of. I, I mean, I have the eyebrows and the dark eyeliner, so why not be a hyena? <laughs> <laughs> for, for anyone who doesn't know what a hyena is, look that up on Urban Dictionary or something. That's hilarious. When I when I do a, a cholo accent thing... Uh, I make sure to say hi now like 25 times. Um, that That's so funny. Um, I forgot what I was going to say because I have not heard that word in a while. I don't know. I had like piercings and I honestly like the the hair that I have now with the blonde underneath. I had the same exact thing. Like I, I'm just reliving everything. If I could just get my overalls out of just those off, I realize they're coming by. I feel like not for me. I would just look more like a farmer. <laughs> So, uh, when Allison was talking about wearing Birkenstocks, kind of like looking like a hippie, I, th- I thought it was funny because every picture that we've seen, she's like 
it's like around the Angora's time, so she's kind of like a kind of gothy punk, more more punky looking. And then so I I couldn't really picture her wearing like hippie stuff, like looking like a hippie girl. Yeah. So I think she's had multiple looks, and I think with these Throwback Thursdays that she posted today of her as a child, we need to see more of her in her different phases because now I'm I'm very interested. I agree because I start thinking about it in the 90s. I mean, that's 10 years. My look changed. I had a uniform, but it definitely changed from 1989 till, you know, 2000, where it was very 90s, but very specific to the time. Like, I didn't cut my bangs until 98. So that's, you know, that's the span of wearing baggy pants to wearing like cuff jeans and (laughs) having bangs, you know. Um, but I was also in high school, you're trying to like figure out who you are and like trying out different things and what appeals to you. And I definitely, I think I was more on the hippie end, probably in like seventh, eighth grade. But by the time high school came, like I was piercing stuff, you know, at home (laughs) with safety pins (laughs) and getting into certain other things like that. But I was never into, not super into drugs. So it was kind of like being at a rave was probably a different scene for me, but I don't know. I was friends with like taggers and people that went to raves and stuff, you know, not cool. <laughs> oh, good thing that was isolated. Cause now I can clip that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Um, Jess, this also speaks to my nineties is Jess was talking about having, she said, don't, did you ever have that one perfect dog? And I feel like, I always felt like that was just me. I just feel like everyone just loves the, any dog that they have. And for me, I had this one perfect dog that was like my best friend. And I, you would maybe not believe this by listening to me, but I used to like animals more than people. And I loved dogs and animals. And I would go to animal rights um, protests and I was vegan and like everything. Like I, you know, no animal cruelty, everything. And I had this one perfect dog that was like my sidekick. She went everywhere with me. But like when she died, I could never get connected to dog again. Like, I don't know. I think that's part of the reason why I I don't like dogs. (laughs) The other reason is I was going through a lot of shitty, shitty times in the 90s. And she was my friend. And I feel like my times are less shitty. So I don't need to rely on an animal to fill the void of friendship or family. Yeah, I wonder why... uh... Rachel has a dog, and I wonder why I don't <laughs> <Sorry>. feel. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant to say. I know. I was just taking a drink of water, and uh... <clears throat> that just struck me as funny. <laughs> uh, no, I wonder why I've never bonded. Like, I mean, I love the dog. I think the dog's super cute, and you know, she gets on my nerves every now and then but i i wonder why i don't feel that attachment that certain people do and obviously it's not my dog i've only known it for a little over a year so maybe that's why but i i do like the dog but i don't think i could ever feel super attached to a dog that i didn't like raise from a puppy you know what right I mean? yeah and that's how this dog was and it was the same thing that people say, you know, like the dog picked you and I, it, she really did. She picked me like she, it was just everything about her. All the other dogs were just big, stupid dogs. And she was just like, it, it was just right. It was meant to be. And she was just, you know, she had a temper a little bit. She was part pit bull and something else. And she would snip at people and stuff, which was not very cool. But, um, 
but she was just, I don't know. She, I drove an old car and I had my dog in the front seat and that's like all that mattered in my life. You know, everything else was just kind of like whatever. But yeah, once she died, it was kind of like, eh, I'm good. I really tried. She had puppies too. And I tried to get attached to them and I just like, no, I couldn't. Nothing. I'm devoid. Void? Devoid? Uh, <laughs> cold hearted. <sighs> anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we just need to open our hearts. Um, yeah, I was a bad student. I was shy. I was. She was outgoing. Jess said she was outgoing and fat and funny, and I was shy and fat, and then became. That was like my thing. I had to be funny to like. Oh, I'm just one of the guys, or I can just like make jokes. Like that's where I stand in life. <laughs> I guess it's helped because, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so I related to both of them. I, I felt like they would have been friends and I would have been, like, their tag-along. Like, they would have been my cool... What was Allison's cool friend? Whatever. Like, they would have been, like, the cool ones in the in the group if I was there. Yeah. I, one thing I noticed about this show is, I don't even though I don't think it's one of those episodes that I'll go back to often, but I do feel like Allison and Jess were like really similar people and like they kind of it's kind of like when you meet someone at a party and then you're like oh this person's kind of cool i felt like this was like their conversation of them like getting to know each other but like realizing that they like could have been friends at some point in time yes exactly and the whole groomer part i was kind of like okay like what i don't i don't need to see pictures of dogs i especially don't need to see anything about grooming it was interesting to hear that side of it though i actually was a dog groomer before and but i never had this feeling first of all i wasn't trying to be an actor i was actually just trying to make money (laughs) but um i wasn't trying to do anything except for just make money and i was really curious how you go from dog groomer to celebrity dog groomer and then she answered that question later on which is like okay that makes sense there i mean how do you get discovered (laughs) as a dog groomer it's just the people you know and word of mouth and then you just become that person. And I think her story is cool and whatever. Being a dog groomer sucked. I had the worst allergies. Wait, I don't want you to downplay your background scene of uh, that Wes Craven movie you were in. <laughs> it's still not Wes Craven. <laughs> it's Clive Barker. <laughs> Yeah, that one. <laughs> you're all trying. Well, you're probably trying to make it cooler than it was. <laughs> yeah, I worked really hard to be an extra on uh, in that Clyde Barker movie. Though that was the pinnacle of my acting career. I mean, thank you for mentioning yeah. it. <laughs> well, you mentioned <laughs> wanting to be an actor or make money or whatever. I feel like you, if you wanted to, you could you could have like a a nice. Uh, role in like a CSI episode or something where you're, <laughs> you're like gonna say, have a nice dockery <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a, a small role on something <laughs> yeah you could you could play either a corpse or someone who sees someone get more <laughs> murdered <laughs> I could be um, the part that Lucille Ball played where she played a dead person <laughs> But she wrote on the bottom of her feet so she could still people know who she was. 
Yeah, see, that's the kind of thing you would do to bring character to the to the role, you know? That's right. not on the page. It really makes it right. feel real. Yeah, that's it is bringing me into the character, even if it doesn't fit the role or the movie or the show. <laughs> Got to get myself in there. Yeah. You've seen me, you know, playing that game that we played at Brittany's house. That's how I, I did take an acting class in, uh, in college and that's how bad I was. <laughs> like, first of all, improv is the worst and having to do that. I was just like, uh, this sucks. I'm not good at this. My brain completely goes clear and I just start sweating. And I'm just like, if I just started saying words, it would just be like stuff that I see around the room. <laughs> it's bad. I, I, that's where Colonel Jeff and I, I think, are the same because he says he's not good at improv, and we've heard some of it. Didn't he say something about uh, Helen Keller being in the in the <laughs> instead of Anne Frank or something? <laughs> oh yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I was like, oh man. Anyway, yeah. So uh, if anybody's casting, I actually just became friends with Sabrina Sutherland on Facebook, and I'm kind of excited about that. Although she's not the casting director, but she is the executive producer of Twin Peaks. And I feel like that's going to be my end to something. I can play a dead person somewhere. I mean, if the the gal who plays Lucy can have a 20, 30-year career, you know, I don't see why you can't. The gal who plays Lucy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her name, Lisa. I'm not... I'm not Lucille uh... Ball? <laughs> no, 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 no. Lucy from oh. Twin Peaks. Oh, then you're going back to the Lucy. No, thing not going back to Lucille Ball. <laughs> yeah, that's um, longer than twenty or thirty years. I think she had, but oh yeah, I guess my math is. Off. I I was just thinking of like, what's the weirdest person I can name that Lisa would know, and I, I failed apparently. Yeah, apparently I got off the freeway before. Wait, is her exit. name Sherilyn Fenn? No, wait, that's no. I else. wish that that I could play her. No, it's Kimmy Robertson. Kimmy Robertson, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Lucy, Lucy Moran. I could definitely play a dummy. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we uh we went down this road. <laughs> yes, I'm sure everyone listening is like, thank God they really got to the bottom of that. Anyway, um, yeah. So going back to you saying how how they're uh, oh my god the dynamic that they have between the two of them, the her talking about sorry, just talking about putting out into the universe like she's I think she says she's doing transcendental meditation I don't know if it was her that said that said that I'm now trying to learn how to meditate and I am going to go to a transcendental meditation center and try and figure all of this out because I want to try and get some peace but what Jess was saying and ever, people say this put out to the what into the world what you want to get back and I am I'm like you know I'm a cynic and I'm like, fuck everything. And I'm fat and I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, you're telling the world that you're that. Why not tell the world what you want to be? And then maybe it'll become that. So, and I felt like Allison was doing such a good job of interviewing her. And Jess was responding with that compliment of, I feel so comfortable with you and you're such a good interviewer. But then it also broke Allison when Allison like got chills by her saying, I am ready. And it's just like, Yes, like there was a good back and forth there. It was really cool. Yeah, um, I'm not the kind of, I think I'm similar to you. I'm not the kind of person who's like going to put out positivity in the world and expect to get it back. Uh, but 
I wish I were that kind of person because I feel like those people just have an easier time going through life, not getting upset at, you know, random things that they can't control. Okay, well, let's start right now. It's funny because no. when I heard it, I thought about me first and I was like, maybe this would help Rafi too. Maybe both of us can get out of our depressed, cold-hearted states. And what if you said, I am one of those people. I am a whatever you just said. <laughs> yeah, that's – I don't think it's going to happen for me. I'm not even going to try. Just it's what if, just, just for a trial. <laughs> How long do I have to do this? <laughs> what if it is you? See, this become is, you. This is what like, if you become like that creepy guy that's like, I love everybody. I just want to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like this is George doing the opposite. It's like, mm. this is what I, I could try that. But, you know, at some point I'm going to revert back to my old self and then that's the real me. But it couldn't hurt to try. I had forgotten about this whole thing about saying I am ready and whatever other stuff. I need to go back and just listen to that part because you're right. I won't go back and listen to the episode. But just the things that she was saying at the end, I thought maybe it couldn't hurt to like put it out there. Like I, the same with acting, I'm nervous about meditating. Well, at least going and learning it because you have to learn from a teacher. And I feel like I'm not going to be able to be in the moment. I'm going to feel like really frustrated because it goes against everything that I am comfortable with, like being pot positive towards myself and being that kind of a person is so like opposite of me that it's going to feel really uncomfortable like being in an acting class like I'm just going to fucking probably hate it but maybe something good will come out of it I don't know well let us know how that goes for you (laughs) will do will do all right I guess that's enough uh positivity talk Why don't we move on to Thursday? Although that's positive. What am I talking about? Let's move on to Thursday. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We were her little chocolate hazelnut Oreos sent in by Chad Chad Hancock on Patreon. And first of all, is is that a thing? Because when she said it, I was like, I've never heard of this, but these are two things that I enjoy. And this is possibly the first time I would ever go out looking for an Oreo flavor. Really? I thought we had this I have this whole conversation about hazelnut. So you're not fucked out by hazelnut? Because I think I burnt out my hazelnut taste buds. No. Um, I think Rachel buys like hazelnut coffee. And I think the one we have now is a little too artificial. But I love the flavor. I love Ferrero Rocher, as you'll hear if you listen to the uh, Sketchfest episodes. Uh, but Yeah, no. by the way, I, in the moment, I didn't get to tell you I really... Uh, I'm impressed with your pronunciation of that because it's a tongue twister for me. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I didn't know it was that hard to say, but I, I feel like I have trouble with certain words that other people just say normally. So I don't know. Yeah. Hazelnut. I used to love the hazelnut coffee, the creamer, the Nutella, the, even there was a cereal. I think that Trader Joe's made where there's like hazelnut inside a little pocket. It was so good. And now I don't like it. I don't want any of it. The Ferrero Rocher. See, I can't say it. Uh, I don't like them anymore because they're too much. Like, I love the texture of it. And I love all the layers and everything. So maybe those Raffaellos would be something I'd be interested in. Because I do like coconut. It's not like my top candy choice. But I wonder if it would be good, though. You have to try that. I'm trying to figure out some things for the group recording in March. 
to have as snacks. So that might be one of them. Okay, so Allison's doing this grocery delivery thing. First of all, I feel like she picked the most complicated and stressful way about getting groceries to your house that I've ever heard of. Um, I've been getting grocery delivered, grocery delivered. <laughs> I've been getting groceries delivered. I don't do it anymore because I have more time. But when the kids were younger, I definitely just didn't have time. And Albert, no, Vaughn's used to deliver. And now Albertson's, I've used them a few times here at this house. And I've had only good results with it. Like you, there's no like going back and forth on, oh, we don't have this. Do you have that? It's when you order, you say, if they don't have this, would you like something similar or not anything at all? And you just do it all beforehand. And then they bring you stuff. And I was worried that they're going to give me like moldy fruit. Like, I feel like I'm going to like be picky and get all the right things. But I felt like they were even more picky. I feel like the produce didn't even hit the shelves yet. It was all in the back. Like they're getting all the best stuff because they don't want to have to give any refunds. So everything has been on the up and up. This sounded like a nightmare to me. Yeah, I don't I don't understand uh, the reason that she has so much difficulty with the items she selected. Maybe that's because she has very particular uh, dietary habits. But um, yeah, grocery delivery is like nothing new. So I think yeah. it's weird when they keep mentioning how like we're not fancy, okay, we're just getting groceries every now and then. But um, it seems like one of her favorite things to do is to go out and go to the grocery store with Daniel and, you know, peruse the aisles. So I feel like she should just get like the basics that she needs, like from like an Amazon type thing or yes, or Amazon Fresh or whatever they have. But because she lives in LA, I'm sure they have it. Uh, and then she can still go to pavilions and get her refresh a twelve at a time if that's what she wants uh, on her own time. I don't know why, but it's weird that she scheduled it. I know that she said there was like some yes. delays, but scheduling <laughs> it when she was going to be recording that was a little odd. Right. It's late in the night and just kind of a weird time when she probably had all day being at home. And you could probably get the refresh A off of Amazon and get some money back into her account there. It just seems or even like Walmart.com. Like I hate Walmart, but I've found some pretty good like the Chocodiles. That was a really good place to find them <laughs> before. Like at Amazon, they were like twenty dollars and they're, you know, at Walmart.com was like two dollars and seventy five cents. Like, OK, that's much easier just to do that. And I would get like my Topo Chico's and stuff. I know they're overrated, but I feel like she is online all the time. She should know, she should know better. <laughs> and I feel like this, this whole process, the, their grocery system that she was using sounds like Jerry Seinfeld's, um, what was it? His, um, carpenter that he hired. They're like, you have to hold their hand through every goddamn thing. Like, no, I don't, I want it to be easier and for it to just show up, and be gone with it. Yeah, this reminded me of one time, I think it was for Megan's birthday, I ordered her some stuff uh, via Postmates, I think. And I just oh, right. and I just told the lady, like, I made it as simple as possible. And I think that's how you have to do it. Because if you start getting specific, like I want the, you know, 1% milk and, you know, I want a large curd fucking whatever the fuck then they're gonna be <laughs> my favorite cottage cheese <laughs> i don't know what uh what whatever the fuck meant but you know what i mean 
they're going to be in the in on on the fucking store, like trying to identify the exact item that you want, and then they're going to get confused, and they're going to be like, "I don't know which one is this the one," and then you're going to end up getting you know like ninety percent of it wrong, so or like not delivered at all. So I feel like that's why if you're if you're going to do something like the that's why she should just be ordering the basics and then actually going mm-hmm. to the store herself for the stuff that she knows they're going to fuck up. That's very true. Like, go get the fresh stuff. Everything else can just be delivered to your house because it's your everyday whatever things. Not the picky items. Just the... I think that's a good idea. And I know going out with a small kid... I mean, I've had so many crazy experiences just grocery shopping with the kids where it's just like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, you go from they're just not having it and they're you think you're going to time it just perfect where they're going to just have a snack... It's going to take like 20 minutes. And then that's the time that they want to cry the whole time. And you're just like, all right, I just got to get out of here. Cool. And then when the kids are a little bit older, oh, we're in line. And all of a sudden they're sick. And I have, there's been more than once where I have to tell Johnny to go find a trash can and throw up in because I'm trying to check it out. <laughs> there was one time I'm like, just go right outside the, the front of Albertson's. Like just the doors open, just go out and just throw up right there. Cause I'm literally like, all my stuff is checked out. I just have to pay. And he's like, I don't feel good. I'm like, well, don't throw up here. Like, go outside. <laughs> Probably four or five times that there was a throw up situation where it's like, at least he was old enough to tell him, like, you need to find some th- place. And now when we visit those places, he's like, oh, remember I barfed in that trash can at CBS? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's it's a whole thing. So I understand her avoiding it. Yeah, I get it. I, I get that too, but but there's like two of them that have plenty yes. of help. I feel like there are times that they could do this. I agree. I think Daniel could stop on his way home, a quick twenty minutes to run in there and grab the right stuff because he's going to know what she likes. Yeah, and now that Megan doesn't live in their neighborhood, they don't have to worry about being accosted by a <laughs> super fan when they <laughs> turn down to the uh, Splenda aisle. <laughs> They might have to fear me, though, because no, I'm just kidding. Um, Not fear me. I don't live in their neighborhood. But I, when I was a nanny, then once the kids got older, I became the person that did the grocery shopping. So I was like, one more thing that I can do for them. And I would be picky. Like, I would know what they would want and get, get it, you know? Like, I'm not going to be some screenwriter and whatever <laughs> noted. I am but, curious to know if they ever find out if he is. Yeah, I was hoping to hear that. But also during that part, um, by the way, I love you, Megan. I'm just fucking with you. Um, during that part, they were, D- David was saying, why can't you just ask him? And that's how I felt. I was like, why are you going to make up a story? Like, just ask him. Uh, I forget what they wanted to ask him, if he was a screenwriter or what, or if this is yeah. his only job or something like that. I feel like it could come off as as uh, insulting if they did it a certain way, but making up a story sounds even weirder. Like you're trying to c- bring them into some like jacuzzi Bartles and James sex party. <laughs> That's uh, oddly specific Bartles <laughs> and James reference. Anything you want to B- tell us? BJ's, am I right? <laughs> um <laughs> It's just the whole thing was weird. Yeah. You don't need to go like from A to J to to G to X. Just A to Z. Ask the question. Maybe you're embarrassed. Whatever. But I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I am curious to hear about that. 
And then, so her inability to be pleased with certain things comes in with the house buying thing where it's like, is this Allison just being Allison or does she really not want to buy this house? Like when she first mentioned, I'm like, oh, that's literally in the same thought of, oh, I'm so excited. She's like, yeah, I don't really think, I don't know if I want to like really, you know what I mean? Like, is she overthinking all the negative stuff or is it that she, or is it really a place that they shouldn't live? Is she just wanted to move so bad? Yeah, you know, I don't know, but I feel like it's a little bit of both. But at the same time, it's like, how picky can you be? Because at the same time, like, they're not getting evicted, you know? They don't have to be out by the end of the month. So there's that. They have all the time in the world, it seems like. But at the same time, I understand they want to, you know, move in and start getting situated. But how, like, are you ever going to find the perfect house that both you and Daniel has everything that the both of you want and it's going to be in your price range and it's going to be in the neighborhood that you want and there's good schools like that's never going to happen right I feel like I mean they put an offer in so I feel like this will work like like they were saying if you're going to live there like five to seven years and if not if they're going to be like after a year or two then they're going to hate it, then maybe they should uh, look for something else. But they're not going to know until they live there for a while. So there's not much they can do. No, and it just seems like if you're so excited to put an offer on and then you're not excited when you get it, just, yeah, it you really need to take a step back. But the little trick that David Huntsberger was doing, I feel like that was her her real feelings, that she wasn't very excited about it. But... I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of work that needs to be done, and I don't think that that's the kind of thing that they want to get into. Yeah, when when they were talking about that, I didn't think any of it sounded like all that unreasonable. Like, there was the roof, and what else was there? It just seemed like a lot of, like, crappy stuff that you don't want to deal with when you're first moving in. Especially with a baby. You don't want to be under construction right away. Like, you want to find a house that maybe it's not your taste that you're going to change eventually, but it's livable. Yeah, but one thing I will say is that I did like that Wendy Molino is the one who was, like, you know, searching out properties for them. Yeah, that's really cool. And you know we'd all be there to help her move and work on stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure... We'll get t-shirts made. <laughs> I'm sure she has a listener that is a roofer or something. and Or, you know uh, what? Ray's yeah. coming over to uh, do an interview so she could just hire him. He's got oh, my God, time yes. Now. And dang it, I had a question too. I didn't know she put out the the Ray question already. But the thing is, is like I've always had this question, but it's one of those things where I don't like rehashing the Corolla question. So every time I hear it, it's like, ugh, like, you know, you know how it is. We're all like, okay, we get it. But he's going to be on and he's going to be talking about all of this stuff. So it's all going to be coming back up. And I was curious if if Corolla had him kind of spying on Allison fans during all of that. And it's a weird question, but Ray I, Ray was following me for a while, and I don't know why. Like, I didn't follow him, and then when all that stuff started happening, he followed me, and I thought that was really weird. Yeah, huh. Um, I, I highly doubt that, but uh, Adam's a real piece of shit, so I wouldn't put it past him. Like, some of my favorite tweets I've ever put out there were at that time. <laughs> There's some gold... <laughs> Ooh, do you, do you remember any? I need to. Okay, there was one. 
you know how Curl is always talking about what can Brown do for you? That whole thing, the UPS slogan. I, I figured, yeah. Okay, and uh, so I said something like, "What can Brown do for you?" And Coke, um, Coke, oh, the new Coke. There were like three or four things that like were huge fails for like people, and I said, "And to add to that, firing Allison or something like that." And then I said something about he's let's see he makes seventy percent of his money complaining about the new flavors of things, and the rest of it he makes on new flavored wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on his shitty beverages. He now has an IPA called Endless Rant, and it's funny because uh, Rachel, being a fan of IPAs, uh, when I was looking up the the clip of him talking about Jeff, I saw on his site that he has that, and I sent it to Rachel saying, ooh, new Ugh. daily drinker, and <laughs> she was like, no. But uh, she told me that she was like looking through the water cooler episodes to see if it's like still going on or whatever. I forget exactly what she was doing, but... So every week they would have a beer that they were drinking and ever since like, I don't know, a month or something back, it's just been endless rant IPA every week since. Oh, no way. And it's like, Ugh. uh-huh. He... What kiss asses? Well, I, is it kiss ass or is it because mm-hmm. he's like, uh, cause they saw, they saw what happened with Allison's situation where she's someone who doesn't drink. And then they're like, oh, even if you don't drink, if you don't have his fucking beverage, he's going to throw a hissy fit. So we better fucking drink his shit. Yeah. Let us know in the Facebook the- group if you have any insight on the beer or on your thoughts on is this uh, because they enjoy it or is it because he's making them or is it because they are just scared of what will happen if they don't drink Ooh. his shitty swill beer? <laughs> Probably a little bit of all of those things. I think the one that killed me the worst was the brose. I was like, no, 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 just no, <laughs> no. You know, as much as I enjoyed certain things, uh, Adam Carolla related, I like now going back and just seeing his website, hearing his voice, all the stupid shit that he says, I really am mad at myself that I, it's yes. like, it's like if I was like with like an abusive per- person in a relationship and I was just like, what the fuck was I thinking? What was wrong with me that this is what I seeked out, you know? Right. Like, how did we not see that or hear any of that? We were just, like, so, yeah, brainwashed. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know. It, but, yeah, looking back, it is like looking at a bad relationship or just an abusive relationship where you're like, really? That's what I'm good at? Good for? <laughs> good at. Oh. <laughs> Next topic. I am good at that. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, yeah, next topic. Uh, Daniel's fake apology to Great Britain. Uh, I thought was very funny. I, at first, I thought he was really going to. I thought, uh-oh. He must have he he caught a ration of shit from somebody or people. And then it just went into why he, he, what he said is true. It was, I thought that made, that made me laugh. And I agree. Yeah, I also enjoyed this part. Also, like his open letter to salsa, big salsa. <laughs> so Allie, Allie Ward is on, and they kind of go back to talking about her hair again. And her 
straight. And I know for sure that like straight was the thing for a long time. And I do think that curly, <clears throat> excuse me, that I don't think curly's in. I think that wavy is more in. And for me, I never had like a good curl or wave. It was just frizz. So straightening was my only option. I would love to go. This is my, this is what I thought about this week. One of my things that I want when I win the lottery is I want to be able to fly to Austin and have Brittany do my hair every single month or like every six weeks. I'm going to fly out there and have her do my hair. Wouldn't that be rad? Or I'll just fly her here because I hate flying. No. (laughs) (laughs) But wouldn't that be like a cool thing to be able to just do like frivolous things like that? Yeah. I told Brittany, I wish you could cut my hair, but I can't afford you. Um, Obviously, she said she wouldn't charge me. We'll go together. She she told me that one when uh, we get the group lottery ticket <laughs> oh we should totally do that next powerball drawing a bff uh pool uh she remember we were in texas and she said one of her uh clients tipped her a xanax <laughs> i didn't remember that <laughs> and i was like see i knew i couldn't oh, afford you because wow. i don't have zannies to hand out as tips <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I would love it. Like, I want her, I want to do one more time in my life. I want to go blonde, and I would love her to do it. And I would also like to have pink hair at one time. But I don't want it forever. I want it just for, like, a short amount of time. And I would love for her to be able to do that for me. But um, that's a whole other thing. Anyway, I would love to embrace my wavier style of hair if I could just get it tamed to not just look, like, ragged. Your hair looks great every time I see you. Well, thank you. I should take a picture of what it looks like right now. <laughs> By the way, the weather here this week, it's finally cooled down to a brisk 81. 81. I look at the the um, weather app, and it was 81 across the board the whole week. I'm like, really? It's fucking January and now February, and it's 81? Come on. Come on, man. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, I don't want to turn into a Corolla and start ranting about the same stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> So JMOs. Shall we talk about JMOs? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Can I yell more directly into the microphone? <laughs> uh, did you actually pick one? I have. There were a lot of conversations that I wanted to talk about during JMOs, and um, I did pick one JMO. I don't know who sent it in though. I didn't pick any, but that's because uh, I don't know. There was good conversation, but I don't really remember any of the JMOs actually. Yeah, they were kind of eh, but uh, there was one that was sent in by somebody that said that they didn't like hubby or kiddo or wifey. I don't like wifey or hubby or hubs. Kiddo, I love. And um, and David upped the ante with fiance, which, of course, led us to Seinfeld. But I feel like hubby and wifey is worse than fiance, unless you say it. You know, if you say it like three times, then, of course... You've gone too far. But what else are you going to say? I was listening to an earlier Space Cave, and one of the guys was saying fiancé. And I think he said it three times, and David Hunsford was like, okay, enough with the fiancé talk. He actually <laughs> cut him off to say, okay, if you say fiancé one more time. So then the guy said, my ex, my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, that works. <laughs> um, but yeah, do these – I also – they didn't mention this, but I hate old lady. When guy people would say like, oh, is that your old lady? It's like – we're, uh, who, no, just, uh-uh. Do you uh, have any words that you hate like that? Um, 
I think for me it's Pupper and Doggo, but I say them now ironically. What? You don't know Pupper and Doggo? What do you think? <laughs> like, uh, you know, you just see a a nice no, I don't dog know. walking down the street and you're like, oh my god, a pupper. You know. What? I, I do it as a joke now, but it's kind Please of tell me that's not who does that? Who Let's ever be honest, does this? Lisa, white people. I've never heard this before. <laughs> I have not. Uh, I've also <laughs> champs, like chomps, champs. I'm like, no, I've never heard anyone say that until the Real Housewives. So I don't know how this. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I think Dogger and pupper? Doggo. Is that what you just said? It's doggo and pupper. Doggo? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. I'm really, me, really I... trying hard to not name the episode that. <laughs> <laughs> you should. We'd get more downloads that way. But I, f- I guarantee you somebody <laughs> will come out and say, yeah, I like it. It's cute. I bet you. Oh, I... they're going to come out of the pupper and doggo closet for sure. <laughs> I don't like hate it, hate it. But I do think it's kind of ridiculous to like try to cutesify something that's already pretty fucking adorable. Yeah, puppy is fucking cute. And by the way, use it in a sentence because I don't understand. Uh, Like, let's say we were out at the hip brunch spot and some fucking person walks in with their dog. You'd be like, oh, my God, look at that doggo. Or can I pet your pupper? <laughs> Enjoy that Stop! voice, by the way. No! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I heard it. I made sure not talked over. I made sure to not talk over that. You uh, really suckered yeah, me into that. Yeah, you one. know what I would say if someone brought their dog in a brunch. What the <laughs> fuck? Oh my god! One okay. Recently, we were at a brewery, and this fucking there's no other word for her cunt brought her fucking puppy, and it was just acting like a fucking dick, and it was like a puppy. It was like 30 feet away from her. She's not even facing the dog. Doesn't give a shit what it's doing. It's running around, humping every other dog, just causing mayhem. And this stupid bitch is just fucking looking at her phone, sipping a beer. Like, what the fuck does she care? I wanted to slap her, If except it's not socially acceptable to assault women in public. Anymore? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. I tell you, these people. That made me want to throw up just you telling me that story. And the pupper and the doggo. It, was, it, it just Mm-mm. went on for like an hour. We were there for like an it's... hour. And the whole time this bitch is just ignoring her stupid dog. And the dog's just running around being a fucking asshole. And then like we like slowly like from where we were, we were, we like moved closer to where she was. And I was just still out loud like, look at this fucking lady. Just look at her. Just doesn't give a shit. It's not doing anything but her stupid dog. See, Ugh. here's the thing. I also, if the same stupid bitch had a stupid kid doing that, I would be just as angry. Like that kind of stuff makes me so mad that it's like you feel so entitled to have your shitty whatever fill in the blank in here destroying the atmosphere for us that are paying money to be here. It just, it makes me so angry. Ugh. I'm there was sure, a lady, ugh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said the exact same thing. I was like, if that was a child, would she be letting it do that? Of course not. Probably. Well, Probably maybe because, because she's well, an idiot. Well, not humping, but maybe the humping, no. But yeah, she's an idiot. She's not even facing, I've, ugh. 
there was one time we went, oh, the family and I, we, my kids are like, uh, what are they called? Socialized. So, um, we're sitting and having lunch at this restaurant and there's this little girl going from table to table, playing with her mom's keys, but she's going from table to table and like talking to everybody. You know, sometimes that's fine, whatever. But at a certain point, it's like, go away, kid. Like your mom's ignoring you and you're just wandering around just being annoying. So, you know, you try and be nice, like just smile or like, okay, like move along. And then she's bothering people. So she goes up to this guy's table and puts her hand on his food. And the guy just like gently lifts her hand away and says, please don't touch my food. The lady stands up. That's when she starts to, to know, you know, notice her daughter doing anything. Don't touch my daughter. Get your hands off my daughter. She doesn't know any better. She's just a baby. It's like, what? I, I wanted to yell so much at her, like, really? She, <laughs> oh, I was so mad. The guy's like, well, she's touching my food and you're, it, hello? <laughs> like, be a fucking mom? Oh, you know, that's yeah, why I, I carry a couple of Beanie Babies so I could just, you know, lure them out into my van. And then I sell them in Thailand. <laughs> this little brat, you would not get a pretty penny for her. <laughs> oh, you know, there's a buyer <laughs> she for wasn't even... every kind of kid. That's true. Oh, God. That just got me worked up. Anyhow, God, how do we go from that JMO to that? I don't know. The couple of things that I wanted to mention... Another thing I have in common with Allison, she always wanted to play the banjo. I've okay. Not only do I want to learn the Charleston, but I want to play the banjo and we have one. My daughter had one cause she was learning to play and it was too big for her. So we got her a little one. So the two of us have one and we have a guitar and my husband's like, why don't we just pull them all out? Cause he knows how to play. I'm like, just he, we're going to learn how to play like one every Friday night we have date night. He's like next Friday night. Let's, Let's learn how to play banjo and like, let's start a whole thing. And we forget about it every single week. I'm like, God damn it. I want to learn to play the banjo. Like this needs to happen. Okay. Wait, hold on. First of all, also you have a piano, so you, you guys could have a fucking partridge family setup going on pretty soon, but he can play guitar or banjo. He can play guitar. Okay. So banjo's way different, of course, but he's like, why don't I get the guitar out and get it fixed? Cause it needs to be fixed. That's part of the problem. And he's like, and I'll, you know, kind of remember how to, like, learn this, and then we'll kind of learn about the banjo, and we'll just start a band. <laughs> okay, now because you mentioned it, I have to ask, what's wrong with the guitar? The, oh, what's it, the tuner? One of the tuners is broken. Oh, that's, that's nothing. Is it something easy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Super. And we have, like, a couple of music shops that are really close. I'm like, why don't we just take it down? It'll probably cost nothing. Just get it fixed, and we'll have our fucking band, man. He's an electrician. He can fix it with $3 and a screwdriver. (laughs) Probably. He is, like, the MacGyver. Uh, Yeah, but most people don't bring their work home. That's kind of, you know, I I know I've mentioned it before. It took two years before we actually got lights in our living room. So, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, Don, sorry, Don, blech, Bruce by Don sent in a JMO. I don't remember what it was, but my, the big thing was, is that Allison said Don, the Don's a regular. And so I'm like, it's Don the regular. That's his new name. <laughs> I thought that was cool that he got a shout out. Regular Don. I like it. Yeah. And I like how people still are like bruised. What is this guy up to? <laughs> 
Um, shout out to you, Bruce by Don. In March, oh yeah, I need to post this on Twitter because he's not on the Facebook page. In March, group recording at my house. We're going to need beer and we're going to need you. So we're going to make this happen. And now I'm there for sure. Okay, good. <laughs> Before um, when it was just you, you know, it was like, why? <laughs> but now if Don's going to be there and he's bringing brewskis, why not? God, Don and his brews? I don't even need to be there, really. <laughs> oh, well, I think this is a good place to end it. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I did not. Okay, good. Good, we can keep this short and sweet. Um, yeah, March... Shoot, I should have the date ready, huh? Hold on, really quick. Just so I say it correctly. Okay, so my house... March 23rd to 25th, we're going to have an Alice and Rosen sleepover again for our 100th episode. And we'll probably record on the 24th on a Saturday. And if anyone wants to come over to my house and be a part of that, you totally should. Um, and you can email me at BFN, sorry, you can email BFNCast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to be on the show. And fuck, follow the show on Twitter at BFNCast. Follow me at JMOs and BFFs. Where can we find you, Lil Rafi? At RMC Guitars on Twitter, and I guess you can try to friend me on Facebook. I don't think I don't think anyone who hears this hasn't already. <laughs> also, this weekend, actually, I think it's yeah Sunday is going to be Elliot's first birthday. So happy birthday, Elliot! Oh my God, I forgot all about Saturday. That. I think it's Saturday, actually, February third, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Saturday, when this comes out, or, yes, happy birthday, Elliot, you're one, I can't believe it, it's crazy how fast that went by. Yeah, that's crazy, I need to uh, hurry up and do my gift thing, probably won't be. I know, I had an idea, since before he was born, I started getting, like, a couple of things I was going to make for him, and then Greg Fitzsimmons gives her the sign that has an e for his room i'm like that's what i was gonna do but i was gonna customize it with like little baby ducklings and like cool stuff and now i'm like well i don't want to give her something she already has so i don't know so anyways it's a little short notice for me to try and do it now (laughs) i did send him a christmas present though i did think of that and thank god for amazon prime i sent him a little stuffed duckling so anyhow Oh, yeah. So, uh, Brittany, I love you. Thank you and good night. God. Always with the chat, chat, chat.